Gospel Message, Week 26. Let the church say Amen. As Christians, as church-going Christians, prayer is a very important aspect of our worship. Personal prayer, congregational prayer, intercessory prayer, where we pray for one another. Prayer is a way of petitioning God. It's also a way of confessing our sins and our transgressions to God. It's also a way of just communicating with God, just talking to him, just talking to Jesus and having fellowship, either one-on-one -on -one fellowship or again, if this is being done you know, as a congregation, we're all having fellowship simultaneously or uh, when it's done intercessory, we are praying for someone else and it could be because of something that we're going through, something that we need. And, but then again, it's, it's, it's also just to talk to God, to commune with him. And of course, as Christians, we always like to go to, you know, prayer warriors or people who are maybe higher up in ranks of the church, because we always believe that, you know, those prayers are probably a little bit more effective because you know maybe those uh the people doing the praying um by one grace or another bestowed upon them that uh they they the lord will hear their prayers on our behalf not to say the lord doesn't hear our own prayers but we always gravitate towards you know people who are maybe more seasoned in prayer and the same thing has to do with you know I guess, listening to the word and, you know, prophecy and things like that. And this is why this, this John chapter 17, which is the, the focus chapter of this gospel message, I, I find to be such an important chapter in the Bible, because for all the gravitating that we do to, um, you know, people who are of high rank, when it comes to prayer or people who we believe are more spiritual when it comes to prayer. This chapter in the Bible is the, maybe it's not the only chapter, but it's one of the chapters that from start to finish, the beginning of the chapter to the end of the chapter is a prayer. But it is not just any prayer. This is Jesus praying for us. In this chapter, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, entreats the Father on our behalf. Now, the reason why I, I prefaced all of this with us scrambling to men and women for prayer, men and women who have flaws, men and women who are imperfect, we scramble to them for prayer because we believe that you know, they have some anointing, which they probably do, that will cause God to hear and answer their prayers, especially the prayers that they make on our behalf. But here we have in this Bible, 
in this word of God, this living word of God, we have Jesus praying for us. And again, when it comes to prayer, customarily, when someone prays for you or when you pray for yourself, we usually conclude our prayers or we conclude key points in the prayer with amen. And if we think of the fervor with which we scramble to man, mankind to pray for us, here is this book of the Bible where Christ, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, is praying for us. How many times have we come to this book of the Bible when we are in need of prayer? How many times when we are aching for someone to lay hands on us and pray, have we ever come to this book of the Bible? Do we even know that it's here? Do we understand what is going on in this chapter of the Bible? Jesus Christ is praying for us. The chapter starts with, These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father. And that's how it starts. And the entire chapter is a prayer for us. And I know a lot of times we pray according to our needs. We pray according to our current circumstances. We pray according to whatever situation that we're in. But our prayers as pointed as they are, probably can also be imperfect sometimes because we have to admit that sometimes our prayers are very self-serving. They are, they are geared towards the things that we need in this life. They are geared towards our physical needs, our material needs, our emotional needs, our financial needs, our biological needs. And sometimes we pray for our salvation. But in this book, in this chapter, Jesus covers everything. And when I say everything, everything that is of substance, everything that is necessary for a disciple or a follower of Christ, every prayer that we will ever need to walk through this life, to walk through this world, this world that is under siege by wickedness and darkness and deceiving, deceitful destruction. Jesus Christ prays for us in this book of the Bible to make sure that every aspect of our life, our eternal life on this earth, starting on this earth, is covered. If there is a prayer that is necessary, if there is a prayer that is important, if there is a prayer that we need to scramble to, so that we can say amen, it is this prayer. If we take the time to go through that chapter and read it, John chapter 17, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's very important that we go back and read this prayer and read it as a prayer on our knees, looking down as Christ stands over us, and is praying this prayer to us directly to the Father. And we know without a doubt that where 
sometimes we, when we're going to pray to God, we first ask for forgiveness of sin because we know that a lot of times our sins can stand in the way of our prayers. Here is a sinless one praying for us. There is nothing that is going to stand in the way of this prayer. When Christ prays to the Father, the Father hears the prayers of the Son. So if there's any prayer that we should scramble to at any time in our lives, regardless of what it is that we're seeking, it is this prayer. In verse 9 of the, of, of the chapter, Jesus says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are mine. And then in, chap in verse 14, he says, I had given them thy word, and the world had hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And I pray, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. These four verses, I've referenced them because of their emphasis on the world. This world that we live in, this world that even we, the church, do so much to be a part of, to conform to, that sometimes, not sometimes, most times, we don't even know the difference of worldly living and godly living. We don't know the difference between living as citizens of this world or as citizens of heaven. But Christ is making this distinction that there is a difference. He says he is not praying for the world and that the world will hate those who are his. So if we are his, why do we fight so hard to conform to this world? And if we're not sure, why are we not praying fervently that we do not conform to this world? That even though we might not know what that conformity might be in our own lives, but we should pray the prayer anyway, Lord. You are not praying this prayer for the world. Therefore, I do not want to be of the world. Because you said they, meaning those who are yours, are not of the world. So if there is any way that I am of the world now, Father Lord, please deliver me and make me yours so that I can say amen to this prayer. And we have to say amen. We have to say amen by way of our desire. We have to say amen in agreement with him, even if we don't have the full understanding of what he's referring to, even if we don't have the full understanding of what the true meaning of what he's saying is. But we know that he is praying this prayer because he knows. And so we say amen. We claim the things that we want from Christ. Therefore, if Christ is praying this prayer for those who are his, who are in this world but not of this world, we must say amen to that prayer so that he will make us to be in this world and not of this world. We must say to this prayer, amen, at every juncture. In every verse, in every point that he's making in this prayer, the church, we, the body of Christ, must say amen to this prayer. We have to come to this chapter 
We have to come to it and receive the prayer that Christ is praying for us. We have to desperately want to be those that he is referring to in this prayer. And one thing we must also remember is that when Christ prayed this prayer for the disciples, and it wasn't just for the disciples, it wasn't just for them. In verse 20, he says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe it, believe on me through their word. So even then, he was already praying for us. We who believe on him through the words of this scripture, through the words, through the gospel, through everything that the disciples and the apostles have taught, we have believed on Christ through them. We have believed on Christ by the working of his Holy Spirit in us. Therefore, he is praying this prayer for us. And if he's praying this prayer for us, we to this prayer must say, Amen. Church, body of Christ, let us come to this chapter. The way we run when a big prophet comes into town, the way we run when a big pastor comes into town and we're all clamoring to kneel down so that we can receive the sprinkling of the holy water, so that we can receive some prophecy, so that we can receive the prayer, so that we can scream and shout when all the blessings are called out. It's the same way. How can we not run to Christ to pray for us? The prayer of Christ supersedes the prayer of any human being, any and every human being. So for all that God has anointed his saints on this earth to pray for us, he has anointed even more so his son to pray for us. And as his son is praying for us in this chapter, as his son is praying for the church in this chapter, we would be remiss if we do not say amen to this prayer. We would be lacking and we would be missing out on the prayer by the most perfect person to ever walk this earth. That most perfect person that ever walked this earth is praying for us in this chapter, in this book. And he's praying for us so that we might receive this prayer. And to the prayer, we the church will say amen. Let us seek Christ. Let us seek Christ. He is our great high priest ever there to make intercession on our behalf, ever there. So even more than we run to man for prayer, let us run to Christ for prayer so that when Christ prays for us individually, when Christ prays for us as a church, as he prays for us in this chapter, that we may be one, even as he and the Father are one. When he prays for us, church, let us to his prayer say amen. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.